0: Praise the Lamb of God. This is DK Grooms with Rock Solid Truth and here we are again today. Praise the Lamb of God. It is so good to see each and every one of you and so good to have you with us today. Praise the Lamb of God. I pray that today that you are having a wonderful time in the Lord and you know for all of you that are dealing with some kind of a sickness, I want to pray with you before we get started today. I had prayed with those that had COVID this morning, but I want to deal with it tonight. If you have a sickness and I would love to join with you in prayer, go to our website, www.rocksolidtruth.com, amen, and put your prayer request in so that we can join with you in prayer, stand with you believing. The word of God says, where two or three are gathered in his name, there he will be also. I desire to pray with you, amen, and to free so that you can be free from that which is coming against you. Praise the Lamb of God. For the past couple of weeks, we have been dealing with David and Goliath. I'm going to pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you not come out to such a battle in array? Am I not a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of the Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You know, that's the voice of the devil. He's a loser. He has no authority. He has no power. He only wants to deceive you with his words. Because what we're talking about here are two people, a giant and a boy. But the big difference is the boy's in covenant. The guy, the giant is not because this is what's important about this story is knowing what covenant that you're in. I'll say that again. The importance of this story is knowing what covenant you're in. It's important for you to understand something that you're privileged. You are sons and daughters of the living God. You are privileged. You are above only and not below. You are above only. It's important for you to know that you are a child of the king, not just a child sitting next to the king. Oh, I need to say that again because that is powerful. You need to understand that you're a child of the king, not a child sitting next to the king. It's important for you to know that the truth has made you free, and not only free, but free indeed. And what that means is that the truth that has made you free, there's confidence in that freedom. Look at 1 Samuel 17, verse 37. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he shall deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine as well. You see, David knows he's going to be delivered. David believes in whom his God is. David believes in the faithful God that has delivered him time and time again. Look at first John chapter 5, verse 14. First John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything. According to his will, he hears us. You see, you being a son or a daughter of the Lord, no matter what you ask him, we know that we have the confidence that he hears us. What does the word of God say? Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and everyone that seeks finds. And everyone that knocks, the door shall be opened unto him. Powerful word. You see, here's the reality. All of us, every single one of us have things that surround us in our lives that seem bigger than life. And it takes all that God has and all that God has appropriated for us to bring the victory that is needed for you and I to walk in victory. He's given us everything that we need, physically and spiritually, according to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By his divine power, all things pertaining to life and godliness have been given to us through the knowledge and the virtue of him. Everything has been given to you and I that is needed for you and I to walk in victory. You see, it wasn't God who killed Goliath. Personally, I'll say that again. It wasn't God who killed Goliath personally. He could have, as he did with when he opened up the earth and swallowed up Korah and his followers. But God used David to kill Balak Goliath. But in order, in order for that to happen, there had to be things in David's life. So that God's power could flow through him. What a powerful word. Let me say it again. God used David to kill Goliath. But in order for David to kill Goliath, there had to be things that were present in David's life in order for the power of God to flow through David. You see, David needed to be a conductor. Just as you and I need to be a conductor. When it comes to God moving in us and moving through us, there needs to be things that are present in our lives in order for the power of God to move through us. Just as there are things in our lives that need to be absent so the power of God is not hindered by the things that are in our life. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 42. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 42. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he dismayed him. He looked at him and said, Who are you? Who are you? Because he was just a youth and he was ruddy and of fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, He said, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said unto David, Come unto me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and the beasts to the field. Now watch what David said. David says to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, which you defile. This day, this day, will the Lord deliver you into my hand. And I will smite you, and I will take your head from you, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the air. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Every single one of you that are a Philistine will know that there is a God in Israel. And all of this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth, not with sword and spear, but shall know that the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hand. I'll tell you, that's the language that the devil needs to hear. That's the language, the communication that the devil needs to hear. And what does Goliath do? He curses David. He disdains him. But David is not moved by the words that Goliath spoke. You see, the devil, he acts big, he talks big, but he's a zero. He has no power and no authority other than what you give him. Other than what you give him. That's the only power that he has. You know, when it comes to disease, when it comes to sickness, when it comes to finances, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to all of these things, the devil has no power. Only the power that you give him. Goliath cursed David and disdained him. But David was not moved by the words that Goliath spoke. You know, I'm amazed how we are disturbed and at times intimidated by words. You know, words are powerful, but words in themselves cannot destroy you. It's those words and how you process them or how you process them and accept them is how it's either going to bring life or death. Let me say that again. Words are powerful, but words in themselves Cannot destroy you. It's how these words are processed and accepted by you that brings life and death. David looked at Goliath as an uncircumcised giant, underprivileged. Didn't matter how tall he was, didn't matter how much experience that he had in the military. David saw him as having no worth, no value. And so because of the words that Goliath spoke, because David saw him as having no value, that meant that his words have no value either. When Goliath spoke, David did not place value and worth upon what he had to say. Powerful. What a powerful word. Look at First Samuel 17, verse 44. And the Philistine said unto David, Come unto me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. You know, I never will forget the day when I was in Abundant Life, and we was in this big church building, and it was late at night, and I was praying unto the Lord, and as I looked over into the sanctuary, I mean, the the, the walls and the ceilings were probably 50, 40 to 50 feet tall. And as I looked over into the corner of the sanctuary, there was this huge, dark, foreboding angel. His eyes were red. They were glowing. And he looked at me and he said, if you're so strong and if you're so and if you've got the power meet me upstairs. And I were talking we're talking about this angel being he must have been 30 35 40 feet tall with this foreboding look and I have to tell you that my flesh was intimidated. And he said, "Meet me upstairs." The church was three stories. There was Once a basement, then a second story, then a third story, and then up in the attic was the fourth story. He said, meet me upstairs if you have the power of God, and if you think that you have the victory over me. And I have to tell you that I was climbing those stairs up into the attic. I had to force my legs to go up, because what I had seen in the sanctuary was no simple thing. It was the the power of the devil manifest himself in this angel. And as I climbed the stairs to the attic, and as I reached the top stair, I looked and there were hundreds of eyes, hundreds of eyes in that attic. And the minute that I stepped on the fourth step, on the top step, every eye in that attic disappeared out through the roof. You see, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. If he can get you to believing that he has power and get you to believing that he's something special, then he'll play on that until he's got you deceived. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a nothing. He's a nothing. Goliath was mocking David. And he says, Come and I'll give the flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Mocking. You see, there are some people who would fall apart at an individual knocking because somebody calls them a dog. There are children of God who are disturbed and bothered by the words of gestures of those who don't have a covenant and even those that do have a covenant. But David was not moved by those words. I want to tell you there have been many words spoken against me in the ministry that I've been in. Many words. Amen. I'm not moved by those things because I know the anointing and the power that liveth and reigneth within me. The Philistine come to me, David, and I'll give the I'll give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. And what does David do? He speaks right back to him. He he gives him no quarter. He speaks right back to him. And this is what David says to him. He says, This day, <laughs> this day will the Lord deliver you into my hand. I will smite you. I will take your head from you. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You see, Goliath spoke from experience. Goliath spoke from strength. David spoke from a covenant and faith. And David ran towards Goliath. I love that. I just love that. The word of God tells us that the violent take it by force. David wasn't waiting. He wasn't waiting for Goliath to come to him. Amen. Goliath started to come down off of that hill, and David began running at him. He's going to take his head. He's going to smite him. He's going to knock him to the ground. And today, that giant is going to die. That day, that giant's going to die. Look at 1 Samuel 17, verse 48. What a powerful word. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And the stone sunk into his forehead and fell upon the face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took a sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head wherewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they, they fled. You know, I said this last week, but I need to say it again. David didn't run towards Goliath saying, Boy, I hope this works. Man, I hope this works. Lord, I'm praying that this works. No, he didn't run towards Goliath. He had an attitude. He had a holier-than-thou attitude. Violent, take it by force. The violent, take it by force. He had a killer attitude. And he was going to feed the carcass of Goliath to the fowls of the air and cut off his head. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lamb of the Living God. David has killed Goliath. David is the victor. The battle is over. David has won. Is that correct? No, that's not correct. David doesn't stop there. I'll say that again. David doesn't stop there. He's killed Goliath with the stone, but the battle's not over. Because David is determined to deliver the entire host of the Philistines to the fowls of the air that day. You see, David's going to finish the work. David's going to finish it today. This giant and these people and this army is not going to arise to fight me ever again. It's over. Today it's over. And the devil loses today. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 46. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand. This is David speaking. And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God. In Israel, You see, the battle was not won when the giant fell. The battle was won when David stood upon the body and cut off his head. And held it up for all the Philistine army to see that their champion was dead. You know, I've heard this many times when it comes to a snake. They said in order to make sure that the snake is dead, always cut off its head whether it's a black mamba, whether it's a rattlesnake, whether any kind of a snake, make sure you cut off its head to make sure that it's dead. And I will tell you that is a true statement. You make sure that the head is cut off of the snake, that old devil. You make sure that your foot is upon his head. You make sure that your foot is upon his neck. You make sure that the words that you stand on are the power and the glory of Almighty God so that when he comes against you, amen, your foot is on his head and he's got nothing to say ever to you again. Finish the fight. Every single day, Finish the fight. You see, David's attitude was to kill not only the giant. David's attitude was to kill every soldier in the Philistine army. Wow. How powerful is that? You know what David is saying? I'm telling you, there's not going to be another hill in which you can stand and mock the armies of the living God. There's not going to be another hill for you to stand on and to mock me and the God that I serve. Look at Psalms chapter 18 verse 37. Psalms chapter 18 verse 37. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them. They were not able to rise. They are fallen under my feet. That needs to be the devil in your life. That needs to be the devil in your life. I have pursued you. I've overtaken you. And you're consumed by the word of God. You are under my feet. You are under my feet concerning sickness. You are under my feet concerning finances. You are under my feet You see, David just didn't fight long enough to get relief. David fought his enemies until they were consumed. David fought until his enemies were not able to rise again. David fought until the battle was over and finished. David fought until the enemy was completely destroyed. You see, here's the major problem with many of God's children today. They fight till they receive relief. They fight until they get a reprieve. But they don't fight until the battle is over and the enemy is completely destroyed and consumed. You see, many stop fighting when their situation improves. Many stop fighting when things get better. But then after a time, they're back fighting that same enemy again. Next month, fighting the same enemy again. Next day, fighting the same enemy again. You see, the enemy needs to be consumed and completely destroyed. They need to know who you are and the covenant that you serve them. The covenant that we walk in is the covenant where we are seated at the right hand of Jesus Christ and our enemies are under our footstool. We soar were eagle soar. We are blessed with all spiritual blessing, and the devil needs to know who he's dealing with when he deals with you. David chased his enemies until he overtook them, consumed them, destroyed them so that they would not fight another day. This is the attitude that David had. And this is the attitude that you and I as children of God need to have. To where all doubt and all unbelief is gone. All doubt and unbelief concerning your healing is gone. When it comes to finances, You don't don't fight until the rent gets paid and then the utilities get paid and then the next month that devil stands on the hill mocking you again. No, you kill it because your God will supply your every need according to his riches and glory. You destroy that enemy until there's nothing left for him to fight with. You don't want to fight this battle every single month, every single day. Kill that giant This is the attitude that needs to be developed within each and every one of us. How many people would have killed Goliath and walked off thinking that the battle was over? And that they had won. David understood. That's why he picked up five stones instead of just one. He picked up five stones because he knew That there were going to be four others. Goliath had brothers. And there was going to be four others that he had to kill. Plus the army of the Philistines. And when he held up that head of the Goliath. And when the Philistine army seen that their champion was dead. When David held it high in the air. Holding it. By its hair. For everyone to see. This giant is never going to fight again. And the Philistine army fled, and the army of Israel pursued them and destroyed them. I want you to notice something about the scripture. The Philistine army didn't flee until the head of Goliath was held in the air. Here's your application, child of God. You must literally fight to consume and destroy those things that are trying to destroy you. Sickness, cancer. I tell you, I hate cancer. I've lost two spouses to cancer. I hate it with a passion. I hate the evil that it brings. Every chance I get, I come against that. If you've got cancer, Go to our website so that I can join with you in prayer, or two or three are gathered in my name, shall he be also. And we shall bind together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and defeat this devil, and defeat this sickness of the devil. It's not from God, it's from the devil. It's a curse. You've got to have this attitude. Don't compromise with the devil. Don't compromise with deceit. Don't compromise with the lie. Don't compromise with error. No compromise. Take no prisoners. Kill the giant. Praise the Lamb of God. (laughs) Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that you have joined with us today. Praise the Lamb of God. How wonderful and how precious and how glorious that he is. Hallelujah. I I thank the Lord for the opportunity and for the privilege of coming to you. Thank you for joining with us today. Amen. Go to our website, www.rocksolidtruth.com. Amen. And if you are blessed by this ministry, amen. Write to us, Rock Solid Truth, Post Office Box 92, Silver Noise 61282. Go with God. Go with God, child of God. And I guarantee you that He will go with you.